call me right back, I guess. I'll just okay. drop and call. Okay. okay. Drop and call. Bye. Drop it and drop it like it's called. Drop it like it's a call. Drop it like it's a call. <laughs> shake, 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 shake that lag. Can you feel my booty bouncing? <laughs> was that a Basically. line or you were actually questioning? Because now I can't feel it. No, I was actually... That should have been a line, but I was questioning. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, me too, to me dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 153. Woo! We have now done as many episodes as the number of fish miraculously caught by Peter in the Gospel of John after Jesus tells him where to fish. Of note, this would not be a very impressive catch for commercial fishermen today. No. Well, Yay. maybe. I don't know. Diminishing yeah, well, stock, man. The, guys, the, the saintliest catch? <laughs> I, if it was like bluefin tuna 153 it would not be bad but like right now there's like like just a Japanese boat goes out takes all the fish in a particular ocean and then goes home <laughs> without Jesus' help so the second Japanese boat would have a very impressive catch if they got right up <laughs> exactly right exactly uh, speaking of past and future technology colliding with miracles this week we're talking about live free or die by Johnny Ringo I'm not sure if that's supposed to be read as a threat, like, live free or die. If those are my two cho- choices, I pretty much know which one I'm going with. It's not really a hard choice. Well, no, 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 Ezra, he doesn't mean live and get free things everywhere you go. That's totally different. Oh. But if it was live and get, like, free samples or die, it's like, well, I'm going to go to Costco <laughs> yeah, over dying. Yeah, clearly. definitely. Definitely. I'm going to die of free sample overdose, so it's kind of die or die in that case. <laughs> also, in case you're trying to find this in the library, the book sometimes also goes by the alternate title, The Wall Space Journal. Is that true? No, it's not true. Oh, okay. It just it felt like I was reading The Wall Street Journal in space. That's what it sounded like. It was the oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I thought you meant a journal. I didn't written, get like, it. I didn't get I that didn't at get all. your joke. <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked later. The Wall Space Journal. All right, anyway, uh, you can read along with us by going to audiblepodcast.com slash readitweep. You can, uh, if you go to that address right now, sign up for a free trial. Cost you nothing. You could get this book or any other of their 100,000 titles totally free, and you keep that whether or not you continue after the thing wants to charge you. So you can get, for nothing, free book. Support us. It's awesome. Uh, this episode is also sponsored personally by Kyle, who says, quote, I actually enjoyed this series in a heinlein Timeline-y kind of way, but there are some truly draw-dropping moments. The plot really does boil down to, quote, Republicans in space slash capitalism saves humankind, uh, and it gets even worse in later books. So he was kind of on the fence about this, which I'm not sure why. Oof. Kyle. Uh, there there were moments of this that I liked, for the record. Like, uh, we'll get into them later, but there are a couple things yeah. that I liked. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, yes. I-, I liked the first book of the four books it felt like I read in the first half. Um... Also, just so you know, we read the first half of this book. We'll be back next week. We will finish it. Um, so I'm not sure how it ends yet. Uh, but if you want to force us to read the first half or all of any book under the sun or watch any movie or TV show or something, the third thing that we haven't thought of yet, uh, you can go to readdeskweep.com slash sponsor right now. And for a small fee, you can choose our <coughs> destiny.
Let me introduce you to the panel today. Of course, I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. I'm on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And here are some of my favorite people in the world. First up, in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. Hi, Alex. I'm basically a drug dealer, but it's okay because I'm getting rich off of it. <laughs> uh, I would like some crack. Here is 10 million credits. Yeah, like basically, it's fine to be a drug dealer to like and like you know corrupt an entire alien race as long as you're getting enough money for being a drug dealer. You know what? Yeah, success as yeah. success legitimizes everything. It absolutely. I mean, it kind of does. Also, sometimes rappers, or sorry, sometimes drug dealers go on to be rappers later, so that's good. And then rappers go on to be actors, right. and then actors go on to be drug overdosers. It's the circle of life. <laughs> The circle of life. <laughs> also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. Hey, Alex. I'd love to podcast with you, but I left my spacesuit in Houston. You think we can <laughs> swing by? <laughs> Man, you are going to like this this business. You're going to like it way better than your old spacesuit. Really excited. Less spacesuits, more aliens. Also, she is back. She's at Allison Fields on Twitter. It's fan favorite, Allison Fields. My bones, my bones, they are so achy, my bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're the best maple sugar old lady that ever was. Wow, this is so expensive. <laughs> Aren't you also a murderer? Yes. Oh, yeah. am I? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, I implied. killed all my husband. You're a serial murderer. <laughs> Only female character in the entire book. And she's a murderer and a bitch. Uh, that's, that's my almost true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, so let's talk about it. Let's get to, let's get into the plot, the meat and 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 bones of this book. Chris, you are a resident Sir. summarizer. Please summarize this book in the style of space. The world was changed forever when alien races placed a hyperspace gate above Earth, linking our planet with a host of extraterrestrial civilizations. The Gertu are an extremely advanced race who look like pigs and are the richest race in civilized <laughs> space. They're the ones who have the best technology and all the money. The Horgath are not as advanced and look like squids but are really mean and they're basically holding Earth hostage for its precious metals and other useful resources. And their name sounds like whores. That's right. Now, just to switch it up here, Tyler Vernon is an ex-IT worker from the South who now works odd jobs in Vermont. See, the aliens took all our raw materials to make an IT stuff for themselves, so everyone's tech is failing and the industry isn't what it was before first contact. He's also an ex-webcomic writer who was kind of famous in his time, and he meets a gratua at a comic convention, and his entrepreneurial spirit takes him, and he has the alien try some Earth food. He brings the gratua some food from the stockroom of the local grocery store, perhaps the Piggly Wiggly, and t- <laughs> turns out they go crazy balls bananas for maple syrup. Okay. They get so high sells balls on that syrup. <laughs> so <laughs> Tyler sells a bunch of syrup to the aliens and becomes the richest man on the planet by a whole wide margin, which has been in a depression since the Horgat took over from orbit but now has some cash from syrup. Tyler is staging a resistance to the Horgath via economic means through free market enterprise. Live free or die. Also, the product comes from rural, independent-minded, hard-working, regular folk, which are hard to oppress. The Horgath <laughs> want the syrup to sell to the Gartool themselves, but Tyler says no. So the government and the military tries to intervene and tap the syrup themselves, and it doesn't go well as the locals resist. Uh, they're fiercely independent, and the army sucks at tapping trees. The Horgath ship is about to kill Tyler, but gets interrupted by the Gertul battlecruiser. 
So uh, now that the Horgath threat to Tyler's syrup trade is abated, uh, Tyler goes on a gratuitous spaceship to a space station filled with aliens and future technology. It's really cool. Oh man, there are <laughs> lizard aliens and bug aliens and caterpillar aliens. It's really good. And um, um, yeah, um, he gets implants for his memory and a translator, and he can now basically use future Google with his brain to look up anything he wants. And also, he got implants that make him a natural athlete and fix his vision and his joints and his hearing and totally boost his charisma score by at least plus two. Um, and Tyler comes back with a spaceship, which he calls the Monkey Business, which also has four robotic paws or little floaty guys. Uh, you can think of the whiskers from Deep Sp- or Sequest DSV. It's like that. Um, and he can control them with his implants. And he takes the crew of four humans and two Gertul aliens to mine asteroids for months. And it's a space journey. And there's lots of descriptions of orbitals and physical chemistry and process. And it's really good. Do you notice, like, just your vo- vocal changes really indicate how separate these three things felt? Right. And now to switch into Ayn Rand. <laughs> Tyler is trying to elevate the human race by driving innovation and having Boeing and Lockheed Martin try to make spaceships so Earth can be at the level of the other aliens. And also to knock the Horgath cruiser out of the sky, of course. But corporations and the government are holding him back. These structures are in his way. Can the will of the individual, who is rich and empowered, triumph over such meaningless and feeble structures to soar among the stars? No. And that's the first half of the book. Well, so here's... I like how you said the Ayn Rand thing, because I think he does beat Ayn Rand in that Ayn Rand thought the future, instead of being spaceships and asteroid mining, would be railroad bridges. True. I mean, when was this written, though? This is like two years ago. I mean, they referenced Battlestar Galactica. Already in the future, you mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, he already knew that trains were an option. So, like, he's like, he he's seen enough to know, like, you know, that did not work. I don't know. We could make a space train. <laughs> make a space train. Come on, ride the space train. It's in space. <laughs> it's a space, space. Come on, ride the space train. Space, space. <laughs> I mean, it, space, space. I don't. I don't usually say we should get, like, the, the slogan before we build the technology, but I feel like this is one of those times that, like, when you have that song in your back pocket, you kind of have to build <laughs> you it. you got to build the train. I don't... I mean, the idea of a space train is so funny. Like, are we just going to lay track from here to the moon? Totally. Um, totally. Yeah. I mean, huh. we could. They already had plans to make a space elevator. Yeah. So, I guess... So, what? what's the difference between an elevator and a train is, like, just... The conductor. Uh, um, it's just whether you have yeah, you have a droopy dog running the pressing the buttons or a conductor driving the train. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Going to the moon, sir. <laughs> Your moon, sir. Going down. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. So now, speaking of awesome, it's time for our compliment sandwich. We like to start and end every show with a compliment. It's how we feel like fair and legitimate criticism. And today, Allison, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last. In the opening, I'll compliment. go last because I'll go last because I have to think of something. Okay, great. <laughs> I mean, you did have like eight and a half hours of audiobook to think of something. Yeah, but yeah, like it th- numbed your brain. Like you couldn't. Like I could not think during this eight and a half hours. I don't know about you. All right. Well, I'll go to my compliment first then, because there's one thing that stood out for me as like very clearly above every other moment of the entire thing. Like maybe this sentence was written by his wife or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> when the character has discovered that maple syrup gets aliens totally fucking high and he's going to be rich as a drug dealer. It's uh, more like drunk, right? 
Uh, I don't know. It seems like they, they're, like, too into it for it just to be drunk, doesn't it? Like, I, like if you yeah, invented... They're drunk enough that I would feel bad about giving it to them, you know? Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. That was my test. It's like, it's like giving bourbon to a child. <laughs> right, like, fun like for that. a while. Mm. <laughs> but you feel guilty. Yeah, Great for YouTube. It's fun for a while, but you, like, need a mop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So he he finds this out about maple syrup, and instead of telling the alien he's about to sell all of this maple syrup to that it's maple syrup, he says that it's dragon tears. And his lie is he's like it's going to be really expensive, you guys, because it's really hard to get. First, you need to tell a dragon ten jokes that it's never heard. <laughs> and, and then once he's laughing really hard, you have to tell him ten really sad stories that he's never heard before, and. I wish there was a drug that needed that level of creativity to create. Oh, plus, I mean, right? He says that, like, if you repeat any of the stories or jokes, you, you have, have to, to start, start over. over. So how basically, it's like Louis C.K. is the only person who could do that. How different just, is... He always has new material. How different is Breaking Bad if the guy has a secret joke lab in his basement? <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. How'd you like that joke, bitch? No. <laughs> I got 30 more dragons ain't never heard. <laughs> Ezra, what's your major okay, compliment? Uh, I got one. It taught, me, it taught me something new. Did you guys realize that laser was an acronym? Yes. I did, but I did not know what it was What it was an acronym for, and I have re-forgotten. Yeah. Um, light ampli- light ampli- amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. Nice. Whoa. So do you want a cookie or something? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want a laser cookie? That should be like a boy band name. Wait, which which part? Uh, Do you want a cookie? The long long form of laser. (laughs) 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 Oh, actually, because I was thinking like if the boy band was called Do You Want a Cookie? I would totally be all about (laughs) Do You Want a Cookie, the boy band. Yes. That'd be like a... A bunch of young dads in a group. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll all imagine that album cover as Chris prepares his compliment. So my compliment is for the fake media that is in this book. So they have a lot of like, you know, this is CNN. This is whatever. But the CNN reporter they always come back to is named Courtney Courtney, which uh. I love. I love people with the same name. Yeah. Um, and then they have like a... Yeah, and they have a they have a hyper news guy who's like the alien news reporter, and yeah, they just have a lot of fun little media bits um, that don't really add to the story and are basically just exposition. But right you now, as they should, and also like taking a second I, to like hate on the media. Exactly. Yeah. I I just okay. Here's the thing. Fundamentally, I like the idea of getting rich off of syrup, but everything after that was just terrible. <laughs> the syrup war and uh, <laughs> the aliens. It's sur- yeah, I mean, I just, it, it really did take like after the syrup thing. It took a really sharp left turn into just this like city hating political nonsense. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yes. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to get too hateful yet, but uh, well, we're oh, about man. to. But I, I just oh, want are to we there state- yet? No, almost. No. We got one more. But I want to re- re- agree with you. Not only do I like the idea of getting rich off maple syrup, I also like the idea of getting high off maple syrup. Yes. I like the idea of <laughs> consuming maple syrup to excess. 
I'm super furious because I wrote a book about aliens that get off to mayonnaise. And now I don't have an audience for it. <laughs> you got me. But do they get off like sexually? Because that could be a little different. Yeah. Like oh. they be off. I think I think maybe you just market that a little differently. You know, Fifty Shades <laughs> of Space Mayonnaise. But like nobody, okay. talks, nobody talks about alien dicks, but everyone wants to. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Allison, your turn. Uh, what's your uh, my major compliment? Have you thought of something yet? Um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. I mean, I guess I really do like that the only women in the book were like really fucking stupid. Or... <laughs> well, there was the scientist lady who was apparently really stacked. Yeah. yeah on for like she's... a paragraph about how stacked she was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like she's not knockout hot, but she'll age really well. You can tell. I think it's what. She's... Yeah. Yeah, what the hell? That's like, I mean, that's kind of an interesting she, compliment, which is like, you're not hot, but like, I bet in 10 years, comparatively, you will have been much hotter than your peers. Yeah, right? You're like, you're a strong buy. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll take the over on you. Oh, I bet you will. Oh, touche. This is also like in that Anne Randian tradition, right? It's like, this is about business and also it has to be about hating women. That's part of the rule. Yeah, it's like sci-fi, so cut the shit. Nobody wants to read about women. <laughs> Two women having a conversation together. What the fuck is the point of that? Yeah, what's the point? What are you that... talking about? Sunrooms and popcorn? <laughs> Nobody cares. Oh, man, just... sunrooms, though. That's pretty good. And yeah, yogurt. we can talk about that for sure. God, am I? Yeah, guys, side note. I... Let's talk about sunrooms for like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know, I know people I live in Seattle and I know people who have sunrooms, but it seems like the most wasted space yeah, ever. I mean with three or four days a year, that is a <laughs> great place to hang out. Yeah. Otherwise it's just like a cold breakfast nook. <laughs> Good talk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the uh, our more natural segment. This is our hate segment, our hate game. Uh, today, uh, it, it's not so much a game as uh, we're going to be just hanging out at the International Hate Station. That's Ooh, what... topical. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, in any order, what is some small hate experiment that you want to uh, enact here? I would like a, an experiment, Alex, in uh, in maybe deconstructing racial stereotypes. Okay. <laughs> um, so when he goes, there's this part where they're mining asteroids. And so Tyler Vernon, our southern IT guy webcomic hero, um, goes on a spaceship and goes and mines asteroids with a couple of scientists and an astronaut and a couple of aliens. One of the scientists is this Asian guy, Dr. Chu or Chen or something like that. Chu, yeah. Who, Dr. Chu, who literally says uh, he volunteers to be the ship's cook because that's how he gets on to the uh, spaceship because they already were full of, of everybody but a cook. Right. And he says, I am the master of the noodle in all its forms. And they basically – and like Tyler assumes that this guy only cooks Chinese food and then he only cooks Chinese food. It's like, like an American guy with a Chinese name couldn't make anything but Chinese food. It's just oh. – It was so fucked up. His, he has some weird racial stuff also. Like, like yeah. within the first like I think page, there was like a line like – Chris Greenstein, in spite of his name, was gangly and good-looking and blonde. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, 
and, and then like what like half a paragraph later, later he was like yeah yeah there was john like Marin, a... in spite of his name looked and sounded like a new york jewish boy which is what he was i was like what the fuck is wrong with you and like <laughs> saying like <laughs> yeah he had a thing about just... whether people look jewy or not it was weird yeah i just i i, I have not <laughs> It was like I I did like a double take. I was like, does anyone care about this stuff? Like, who is who is interested with like like Jewish last names still? No, because because the aliens are pigs and squids and bugs and lizards and caterpillars and whores. So it's not racist. And let's just hey man, I just let's just call a caterpillar a caterpillar. All right, it's just like I'm just saying they all look alike because they all look like goddamn caterpillars. That's not racist. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he went into a lot of like the kind of boring detail about science that doesn't exist. Uh, like this yeah. guy is not a fun guy to chat with. If you were hanging out with Johnny Ringo over coffee, this is gonna bore the shit out of you. Yeah. Okay. Quick so question, misleading guys. Misleading because his name is so cool. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know. Here's a hate. This book wasn't the movie Ringo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Johnny like, Ringo should have been a rock star instead of a boring space nerd. I you just take half the Beatles. Read- a Paul George book, but I would not read yes! another John Ringo book. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, hey, I, I got a hate um, on. Okay, so they did this like like overdone like I guess Jeff Goldblum trope. I guess where like one idea links to another idea links to another idea. Um, when was, was this? like when was this? So it was like it's like wait a second. For some reason, I just thought of the Olympics. Which makes me think of the Chinese. Which makes me think of Chinese food. Onions. Layers. We could peel the asteroid like an onion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got that from Olympics? Seriously? Yeah, that was... It's like... That was ridiculous. And also, like... Is Chinese food really known for having a lot of onions? <laughs> no. Hell no. They got bamboo Let's in ask that shit. Professor Chu. He'll know. <laughs> Dr. <Yeah>. Chu. <laughs> he'll, he'll know. Oh my god, I just realized that Dr. Chu is in charge of food, which uh, they chew. Uh, oh. That's awesome. And also, he's, also Dr. Chu, uh, and his, his, his first name is Chu, and he's working on a space train. Oh man. Chu Chu. Uh, Come on, uh, ride the space train. <laughs> the space train. And ride it, Dr. Chu Chu. Come on, ride the space train. And it's ride it, space. Dr. Chu Chu. <laughs> I mean, I know that Tyler Vernon is supposed to be a regular guy, but when he's on the alien world and he tells the robot to make him spaghetti and the robot has been programmed with like 600 different pasta recipes, he's like, I don't know, just make me spaghetti, all right? And it's like, I have 40 spaghettis. And he's like, no, 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 just normal spaghetti. Just pick a recipe. And he's really (laughs) nonspecific with the robot. And then the robot gives him spaghetti that he doesn't really like. And then he gets mad at the robot. Right. I don't get it. Yeah, it's like you, you can't say surprise me and then be pissed at the meal. That's right. Yeah, that's like that's an, that's that's kind of bullshit. I say like, look, make one of your robot specialties, and then if that's bad, you know, like that's just a bad robot cook. But like, you know, kind of put him in an impossible situation, there, guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like just because you don't like cayenne in your spaghetti sauce because you're an idiot. <laughs> you think maybe it was like kind of the robot knew actually whereas like this guy was kind of a dick the whole time and he was like oh sorry i didn't know you didn't want any cayenne in your spaghetti <laughs> and like the robot's just like fucking with him god that'd be amazing <laughs> man this spaghetti if I was sauce a robot, is too, i would fuck is, with him man this spaghetti sauce is too spicy and it tastes like robot spit what's that about <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
All right, Alice and I will be the, uh, the will be the panel of judges, and Allison gets one point okay. five votes, and I get one Woo! tie. So that way, there's no tie breaks. Uh, okay. Did you say nine votes? You get nine votes. Yeah, so I get nine, and you get one point five. That's what I said. <laughs> what? A, I mean, because you're why a would, woman. Why would I right? not just say three? Why would I? Why would I say nine so that like no matter what we pick, I destroy yours? <laughs> you want to really God, win. He's, yeah. he's a real dick today. <laughs> this is, it's an ego trip. Votes. Yeah, it's an ego trip. Yeah. I want to win by at least seven and a half votes, no matter what that the outcome. <laughs> I'm a dick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another read it and weep debate. Uh, so today's question, uh, we're going to be holding a debate between the evil, oppressive, terrible, horrible government and eccentric genius billionaires. I clearly don't have an opinion yet. Neither does my other judge, Allison. So today, speaking on behalf of the government, it's Ezra. Ezra, Hello, I am a stiff and mindless bureaucrat. It's good to be here. (laughs) Please make your opening contention. Today's debate will be in three parts. You will each have two points to make about, uh, about your side, and then we will have a miscellaneous round that includes ad hominem attacks. So, your first point, Ezra. I think it's absolutely right that we go send uh, Americans to harvest syrup against other Americans, uh, even though that's nearly exactly like what the uh, Nazis did. <laughs> we're all pretty much like Nazis. <laughs> it's a very strong case. <laughs> Representing the side of eccentric genius billionaires, Chris, what is your response? You know what? Thank you very much for this time, judges. Uh, thank you, Ezra, for showing up to this debate, even though you're going to lose. Um, you understand that these are dynamic times, and dynamic people need to be at the forefront of decisions. We've got a Horgath battle cruiser hanging out above Earth. Huh? Alex, if I could add in, um, my very attractive competitor uh, wrote a webcomic, and that counts for a lot. Yeah, Damn possibly straight. Up, up to $30 a month in AdSense revenue. <laughs> Boom! Up to but not exceeding. Right, a guy that is this <laughs> I well people driven. talking about getting me a TV deal. You are <laughs> you are so interested in making money above all else that you decided as a career path to draw things and put them up for free on the internet. I wasn't appreciated in my own time. <laughs> you weren't, <laughs> but the gratuitous like me. All right. Uh, so, Allison, who do you think won that opening round? Um, I'd say the eccentric billionaire. And why? Millionaire, billionaire. Um, just because he used the word dynamic, and he's really good looking. (laughs) He definitely did. All right, in uh, round two, we're going to have the eccentric billionaire start and and give the government the last word. Billionaire, begin. Now... I know it's a tricky position being in my position, uh, because you think that maybe I'm just some sort of pusher of maple syrup, and I've been buying up land and, and uh, getting the gratuitous high as balls, but I gotta say, <laughs> drunken high people make the best shoppers. They're impulsive, and we can market to that. My idea of altered states catalogs 
for them to look at while high on maple syrup is going to bring money to this economy. <laughs> and it's going to trickle down to all you little people. Uh, awesome. Trickle down and high as balls. Two good phrases. Government, how do you respond? I mean, I can just say uh, I don't know a lot about anything important in life. Uh, that's why I'm a government official. But I do mm -hmm. know that on, say, pancakes or waffles... Uh, maple syrup trickling down, that works. So I'm going to make sure that I try to stop this brave, intelligent, again, very attractive man, uh, because I am just the worst. Pretty, pretty much the worst. Allison, who won round two? It sounds like, well, I can't remember anything because I'm drunk and high, <laughs> but... It sounds like the government guy already, like, said the other guy won. Well, he did, but he also talked about waffles, which I hadn't heard about yet, and is very persuasive oh to me. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry. Yeah. I and also, I should say, guys, I'm going to have to levy a, a waffle tax, because we just waste a lot of money here in the government. All we right. We cannot spend... Wait, but is that, it fast enough. is that waffle tax going to be used uh, to wastefully prop up waffle programs that your cronies are running exactly only crony programs yes very that was a good question there uh judge and i appreciate you asking it only cronies um just just also very bad people people who uh unlike my sexy like uh mr march uh caliber competitor here uh they're all just ugly on the inside and on the outside one more sub-question. Am I anybody's crony? Can I get in on this free waffle train? Big oh, yes, absolutely. Big, big brothers, big waffles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, I, I think Allison, uh, the judge, voted for you, which gives you one and a half points, but I'm going to, I'm going to vote for the government, and my nine points is going to put you ahead. <laughs> no, nine points! <laughs> Oh, well, it's it's a corrupt system, but it, it's great for people who are in on it, so <laughs> and good job I there. Like, and I like big waffles. So you guys have now each won one round, so we're going into the, the third, the miscellaneous round. I would like you to each include one ad hominem attack about the other, and one of you to describe your perfect waffle. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, for, for my ad hominem attack, um, uh, my uh, my opponent here... He is so very smart, uh, so very uh, you know, quick-witted. He makes me feel stupid, and I just have to tear him down because of that. Uh, uh, I don't think you understand how this works, and what is your perfect waffle like? Um, something that does not make me fear, feel inferior, you know? Something that's not too hard to understand. Well-regulated, I guess I would say. Um, uniform, uh, doesn't really in innovate in any way. Um, and also stolen from a baby, because I'm fucking evil, clearly. A little bit of syrup in every square. I like it. A billionaire, please, ad hominem attack. Government, you are slow, you're corrupt, you're fascist, and you don't even have one secret evil genius island hideout. I've got seven, all right? <laughs> That's uh, true. Uh, also if this is a big dick secret evil island contest, I think I've got you by infinity. I, I should say, though, uh, we have just started a secret evil hideout tax. So, uh, 10%. You know what? Yeah, I've got so much money, I'll just fucking pay it. No big deal. I'm easy going. 
All right. Well, well I, I like that about you. Uh, live free or pay taxes. That's a good decision. And That's right. uh, uh, so what is it? Please describe your your perfect waffle. Okay. So my perfect waffle is actually a perfect waffle Sunday because I like Sundays, <laughs> the day. And I also like Sundays. Convinced. So you take waffles, you get some ice cream, maybe some nice New Hampshire sugar maple, 100% real maple syrup to drizzle on that with some blueberries and strawberries and, of course, some whipped cream and put that in a large plate slash bowl, one of those. Whoa, whoa, I cannot, I'm sorry, this seems like an experimental waffle. We cannot allow you to eat this without some severe testing. No, 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 it's fine. I'm certified. I, I took an online course from my alien friends. <laughs> Also, government, I'm going to have to ask you not in, not to interrupt. I'm getting a waffle boner and would like this to continue. Billionaire uh, <laughs> talks lower. <laughs> and you got to eat it quick because there's also a hot fudge on it. <sighs> yeah. How how sticky are your hands when you are eating that? Very sticky? <laughs> moderately sticky? We'll have to do a 10-year study. So sticky, I just might have to lick them. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> there's a waffle boner tax going. now. I'm sorry. Allison, where are you going to put your one and a half points for this final round, to de- and which will declare waffle. the winner? Waffle Sunday. Definitely Waffle Sunday. By ten and a half to zero in the third round, our winner is Eccentric <laughs> Billionaires. This ad was neither required nor approved by Amazon and was inspired by brilliant author John Ringo. Meanwhile, on a Glatoon base, I'm going to trade a maple syrup with you and make everyone rich, assuming those slimy revenuers from NASA don't get in the way. Those revenuers can suck my four Glatoon balls. Let's talk about trade details for eight hours because that's the most interesting part of space. Eight hours later. Wow, you're the smartest person ever. Do you want to explain to me how NASA is a bunch of cock-blocking assholes in further detail? Eight more hours later. Say, do you want to talk about harvesting minerals? Do I ever? Eight riveting days later. You are likable and enterprising, Tyler Vernon. You make me believe in the free market economy. Me too, and I'm old and think the Civil War is still important. Yes, you're both right. I am awesome. Not so fast, very attractive billionaire. I am from NASA. I'm going to cockblock you because I am a liberal pussy. I'm going to shoot you with my gun. Oh, no, you don't. I used the taxes I stole from you to outlaw guns. That ain't right, but is an accurate representation of how government works. If only someone with a lot of money could save us. Well, shucks. I have a lot of money, and I'll save you. That makes a lot of sense and has convinced me of things. Not so fast. I just outlawed being rich because I hate the original ideas of this country. Now I'm going to let gay people who love each other get married. When will you NASA pussies understand? Liberty isn't about protecting the rights of the oppressed minority. It's about protecting the money. Of me. Ugh. That was beautiful. I'm going to buy three rolls of duct tape from from read-weep.com slash Amazon for $15. And I'm going to tape my mouth closed so I don't accidentally say things anymore. Buy my fork, latoon balls. That's a great price for duct tape. Best of all, it supports my favorite podcast, Read It and Weep, by giving them a percentage of the sales. Plus, you don't have to pay sales tax to any goddamn mooching revenuers trying to get taxes to maintain roads used to deliver my syrup. I'm a self-made man. Don't need no goddamn government telling me how to marry a gay cow. I think if maybe if I had a gay cow of my own, I could marry it however way I want it to. I would take that gay cow. Shop at read-weep slash Amazon. Fuck you, NASA. Step off D's nuts. Like a rhinestone. 
All right, so because we read the first half, that means there's still eight and a half hours left in this book. I can't imagine uh. where the plot could possibly go, but let's get one sentence summary of what you think the second half of the book is. Okay, uh, uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Go for it. Bears wear lipstick. <laughs> Wait, why? What? Yeah, why do bears wear lipstick? Just because it's awesome. Do, you, do I it have to the... explain myself? I have Does a it... sentence. It just makes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when you ask a, a classroom to make up a sentence, and they're like, "No, Chris, I ate a pickle." The bears. <laughs> the bears feel more confident with lipstick on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Kyle, I'm so sorry. I don't know why he did this to me. <laughs> I think this is going to be... Uh, you might get me for a vagueness, but I think I'm still right. Somehow <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, I want to call you on vagueness for that. Uh, uh, please, I would like some more specificity. Um, wait, wait, I mean, wait, I guess... wait, 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 wait. You need more specificity from Ezra, but not from Bears Wear Lipstick? No, bears that, well, that was... Bears the Wear pro- Lipstick. The par- the problem with Bears Wear Lipstick is not its vagueness. That is very specific. <laughs> what are what are we- what are they wearing, Chris? They're wearing lipstick. They're not wearing it's a dress. Right. Yeah. Who's but wearing lipstick? Shade. Bears. You know all of it. Yeah. If she had said bears do something to make themselves look prettier, I would call her on vagueness. Yeah. Implants? Like, Mascara? What is it? Yeah, how do we know? Right? Or if she was like some creatures start wearing lipstick. Boom, vagueness problem. Which creatures? Vague. Yeah. I'm never yeah. too vague. Never too vague. It's fuck straight to bears and lipstick. She knew right away. <laughs> if you want to know the shade, we can ask her, Chris. She's right here. What shade, Allison? It's called homesickness. Oh. <laughs> homesickness for space, which is also the name of my nerd rock band. Come on, ride the space train. And ride it's it in space. Choo choo. <laughs> Chapter <Dr>. choo. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, 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 doctor. Uh, all right, Chris. What's your what's your sentence? What's your prediction? Uh, don't fuck around with the big dick. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, that's got to be a vagueness flag for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like- Alright, you guys, it is time for the second half of our compliment sandwich, so this time we're going to go in reverse order of the way we started. Allison, you ha- have no right to choose. You are going uh, first in this compliment. What's your no! minor compliment? No! 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 <laughs> oh, God! Um, you hated it at all? Let me think of a compliment. <laughs> I... <laughs> let me think, let me think. Um, I... Do you like space? I don't. No, I love space. <laughs> uh, uh, I like... Um, do you remember that old guy that the news was interviewing? Who... Um, shit, what was his bit? He was just an old man that started talking about like his body, I think. <laughs> no, like, I don't, I don't no. remember this at all. Oh, what? man. Oh, Jesus. He was like trying to tap one of the maple trees. And, like, he just started talking about himself, and it was, like, so far from the plot. Like, there was no reason for it. Uh, <laughs> there is no reason for this old man to be yammering. <laughs> I'd like yeah. To All right, fair enough. Uh, so, continuing backwards, 
Ezra or Chris? I don't remember. Sure. So I think the way this book came about was someone said, I bet you can't create a world where New Hampshire is relevant. Um, <laughs> and this was an admirable effort because you know, what you have New to Hampshire do is the new spaceport of earth right yeah well like so this is everything you have to do to make new hampshire relevant okay you this is not, to... not including presidential primaries right <laughs> right not for the presidential primaries um well it, i mean doesn't really much matter then but basically you have to um you have to create alien races all right um and then, at the same time, make it so they love maple syrup. Right. Then, <laughs> make it so the only way to, like, I guess, successfully trade that maple syrup is by being dicks to the government. And it's well, sort of like that, that, that proposition of, like, pro-maple syrup and anti-government. It just doesn't... It's not useful very often, but that's the only, I think, really, like, way that, like, New Hampshire could do anything useful. Also, these are this advanced race that can build a space portal... That has anti that has grav plates to do their anti grav lifting, that has petaflops of uh, of processing power on a single grain of sand, can't make synthetic maple syrup. Nope, because there is no substitute for the real hard work of real Americans. Right, that's that's really what's getting them high is just how difficult this was. Every time they drink it, they're like, "Man, this tastes like it took a while." <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, minor compliment. So for a sci-fi book, I enjoyed the occasional drop of like pretense and and use of words like ginormous, which gets used within the first like chapter. I and was also, ready to turn it off when he said ginormous. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I was first too, but then I realized that it's really funny that the editor let ginormous stay in this book <laughs> <laughs> as a word. Yeah, and it's also an interesting combination, right? Because it's a nerd who is also, like, a passionate, rural, anti-technology. But pro-IT kind of guy. Yeah, I guess I guess pro-IT, but anti-city? That's weird. It's bringing technology to the cow fields. That's what he wants to do. No, to the maple syrup forests, right? Right, sorry. I forgot New Hampshire, right? Yeah. I was just thinking about that character who wanted to make love to a gay cow. Oh, Guys, what? wait a second. Guys. In the future, what if we just, like, um, splice cow DNA with maple tree DNA? Because it would be way easier wait, wait, wait. to, like, harvest. I'm with, I'm with you so far. Wait, right. so if you, if you squeeze their their cow tit, syrup comes out? Is that what you mean? Exactly. Udders. Isn't that so much it's easier? udders. <laughs> right, cow tit. Cow boob. <laughs> that was cow the part tits. of that that bothered you, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> The splicing of the DNA to cause syrup, to them to lactate syrup, that was fine. Just don't call them cow tits, because that's derogatory. That's a very strong background in 4-H. Don't call them cow tits. Livestock are people, too. She's no, they cow are. Feminist, they're, she... they're, they're literally walking food, Allison. <laughs> awesome, I like it. All right, I'm sold. All right, so for my my final compliment, um, my minor compliment... Um, uh, there's this alien mechanic who drops this phrase, uh, good enough for space work. Love which, it. Which I kind of love. I, I mean, really, it's like, I mean, I like the idea that the an alien race came up with an identical idiom to the human one, but also sort of backwards because, like, good enough for government work means, like, this there's not really that much at stake in this situation, whereas, like, you're fixing a hole in your spaceship 
a lot is at stake for you in that moment. Correct. <laughs> so I'm not sure if he meant like good enough for space work because it's flawless or good enough for space <laughs> work because I'm going to die in space anyway. And I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, but I love idioms in other languages or in other cultures. And so I especially like that this one is just, it's sort of like, it's sort of like Stephanie Meyer's world where it's like aliens are just people where they change one word of our idioms. Yeah. And vampires play baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, guys. What if we took a baseball and I'm spliced with so it with far. a maple tree? All right. I'm with you so far. <laughs> and then when you hit it, it showers everyone in syrup. You have to suck on baseball tits. See, I can call it's... them baseball tits. No. No, it's different. It's different. It's baseball udder. It's called stitching. It's called the seam. I, I feel like this is the only thing that can make baseball watchable. <laughs> I agree. everybody that is it for our show thank you so much for joining us we will be back again next week with the second half of this book uh be it allison's version or ezra's version <laughs> and uh definitely join us for that again uh if you want to re- if you have any feedback for us send us an email podcast at read tell us what you thought of this uh or anything else on the show also facebook.com slash read and weep is a great place we've always got great conversation going on there about this and everything else we've talked about on the show there's always some shark or twilight related post there um so go there and join the conversation i got a question for people yes ezra what would you splice with a maple tree to make your life better or what would you like a cow to lactate to make that better i'll take either one also good uh yeah or what shade of lipstick should a bear wear All this and more at facebook.com slash read it and weep. Take care. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Chris and Ezra. Oh, of course. course. And thank you so much for coming back again. Fan favorite, Allison Fields. Thanks for having me. On Twitter at Allison Fields, uh, where she talks a lot about uh, uh, bourbon and bacon, as well as other syrup-related things. Black dick. Awesome. Uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. Goodbye, everybody.